Hey friends and welcome to the Talk Podcast. We believe that all change starts with a conversation. A talk that sparks an idea, convicts, or creates a movement. The Talk seeks to foster real, relatable, and relevant conversations that not only challenge, but engage, equip, and empower its listeners to be agents of change. As an extension of joy of it, we look to find points of intersection in a divided world. No topic is off limits and all people and opinions are welcome. We believe we represent Jesus best together, acknowledging all voices and talking through those things that disrupt our unity. When we are united, we can do great things and it all starts with a talk. Welcome to the table, friends. While, while we record that was good, good like that. i hope i hope they leave that in there <laughs> hey hey friends uh this is ashley bell here and here's another episode of the talk a joy of it podcast and today i'm sitting and chatting with my friend renee um boucher Renee Boucher. It rhymes. Come on, Renee Boucher. And we've been giggling since we've started a little bit. We just got back from brunch. We had some delicious food. Um, But you guys didn't tune in to hear about that. Or maybe you did. I mean, food is good. And food is a big part of the culture here in the greater Portland metro area. It's a big part of the culture, even in the Bible as well. Food's a big part of culture. And so, but we're not talking about food anyway. I just get excited to talk about food, It would be good to talk about food. We We could just talk about food for an hour. We could. We could. At some point, we will do an episode and we will talk about food. But I'm your host today, and today's topic is actually prayer. And we're going to be talking about just transformative prayer. And Renee uh, is a part of More Prayer PDX. I'll let you, I'll let her share a little bit with you um, about just what she does with them and about herself here in a second. But I just want to say welcome to the show. We are so glad that you chose to tune into us wherever you're listening to us from. We hope that this show will inspire you and encourage you and exhort you um, to be more adamant about your prayer life today because it is super important. And so before we dive in, we are going to do a little fun icebreaker. I don't even know the icebreaker question that I'm going to ask right now, but I think we'll go. I'm nervous. I know. I'm nervous about the icebreaker question. We'll do, we'll do an oldie but goodie, um, which is two truths and a lie. Oh, yes. I was hoping for <laughs> this one. Nothing. I Right. There you go. I'm gonna stump you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you. I'm terrible at this. At this, actually. Um, so let's do two truths and a lie, Renee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So I have two truths and a lie, and let's see if you can figure out which one is the truth. Okay. And which two are the lie? Oh, is that how you do it? Is it two lies and one truth? Oh, it's two truths and a lie. I don't know which way to do oh, it. Yeah. No, that's true. That's why it's called two truths and a lie. Is that really what it's called? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can figure out the two truths. Okay. And the one lie. No, wait. Two truths and a lie. Yeah, that's it. it. That's it. We got it. We got this. I never do it right. So I I got I just have to remember to tell you two things that are true. Yeah. That's not just one. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And not just all lies. Yeah. Watch out for her. (laughs) All right. I got them. You ready? Yep. Okay, number one. <laughs> I can't look at you and okay, not laugh. I will, okay, I'll look away. I got to put on my poker face. Yeah. All right, number one. I once tried to smuggle a French man into Morocco. Okay, first of all, <laughs> that sounds incredibly scandalous. Um, I, you may have to tell the whole story and I kind of, I mean, I don't, I don't know folks. We don't know if that's the truth or the lie yet. Actually, I I know, but I I feel some type of way about it. I kind of feel like it's true, but I'll reserve my judgments. Number two, I spent three weeks sailing in the Caribbean. Number three. I slept in a garbage dump in Spain. 
These things, by the way, are telling you nothing about me. Actually, they're telling me everything. <laughs> they're telling me everything I need to know about you, Renee, actually. Um, and I enjoy it. Let's see. I think now that I think about it, oh my gosh. Okay, I think the one about you sleeping in the garbage heap. Is that what you said? I think I said a garbage dump. Garbage dump. Garbage heap would probably be the same thing. Garbage dump. I feel like that's true. Mm. I, um, and I'm saying that because I know a little bit about some of the work that you've done. So maybe I'm prejudging some of these. Okay. I think that one's true. The other two though, man, I really wanted the smuggling, the French man thing to be true but now i feel like maybe that's the lie that's your final answer (laughs) she made the most (laughs) serious face um that is my final answer well i did once try to smuggle a french man into morocco i knew it and i'm not sure i should have admit that on the air give oh (laughs) okay give us give us some context well i was in my 20s early 20s traveling through europe okay and we wanted to go to morocco traveling with another young woman and we were told everywhere we went to not try to go to morocco without taking some men with us Oh, so we found a couple of french men on the beach in spain who wanted to go with us but one did not have their passport with them. So the rest is a very long story Mm. and it would take up the entirety of this podcast. Okay. But let me just say that prayer does come into the picture eventually. There we go. And got us out safely. There we go. You know, at some point we'll have to have story time with Renee (laughs) on the podcast so that we can come back to this story. Okay, which is the other, which, which is the other truth and which one's the lie? Yeah, so the lie is that I... Would love to spend three weeks sailing in the Caribbean, mm, but I have haven't. not done that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's work on that. Yeah. What What was the context of the sleeping on um, the garbage dump? Why do I keep saying garbage yeah. heap? Unfortunately, it was not some wonderful ministry trip. Yeah. That, <clears throat> it sounds like it should have been in that context, mm-hmm. but. It was just another crazy traveling adventure where we ended up lost in the middle of the night and pulled in somewhere to sleep and didn't realize where we were until we woke up in the morning. Wow. That sounds scary. Yeah, it was. was, But an adventure. It was was okay. Yeah. 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 I travel a little differently now. Well, we're thankful for that. <laughs> we're thank we're thankful for that. That sounds. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like that was that was fun by far. Super interesting. One of the most adventurous tutors and a lie we have played here um, on on the show. Thank you for sharing those with me. But tell us more a little bit about just who is Renee? Who is Renee? Well, I um. Yeah, it's been a lot of years since those adventurous days. Um, I'm over 50 now. We were just talking about that at our at our brunch, mm-hmm. um, just the second half of life, kind of what that looks like. But I am married to um, Jim, and we've been married for over 30 years. I've got three kids that are all grown up and doing well, spread across the country. I let's see what else what else do you want to know about me more prayer um pdx yeah how did you get involved with that yeah so well let me I'll back the story up a little bit and kind of tell you about my current context I currently serve on the national leadership team for 24 7 prayer usa Mm -hmm. And I oversee the Western states, um, which is made up of, of eight different states. So I, I oversee the Western states region for 24-7 prayer. And then here locally in Portland, I facilitate 
We started out as the More Prayer Movement, and now we're known mm-hmm. as Prayer PDX. Okay. So Prayer PDX exists to resource, equip, and engage the church in rhythms of prayer for the city. And we're focused on providing resources and rhythms that help cultivate a culture of prayer within the local church as well. It's part of a bigger um, picture in Portland that is known as Together PDX, Mm. which is made up of four different initiatives. And Ashley knows this well because she's a part of Serve PDX. Serve PDX. Yes. Yeah. So Prayer PDX is is one of four. Um, there's Pastors PDX, Serve PDX, Share PDX, and Prayer PDX. And so these initiatives work together to um, see city transformation mm-hmm. here in Portland, and just uh, carrying the understanding that it takes the whole church to present the whole gospel to the whole city, uh, and all of these parts working together just create a beautiful uh, movement here. Yeah. So, and it's it's cool because there are um, people from different churches, different backgrounds that all participate in that and collaborate mm-hmm. together with all of those ministries, Pastor PDX, Serve PDX, More Prayer PDX. And so it's it's been a unifying thing yeah. uh, in, in our city. Renee, can you tell me, and this isn't one of the questions that that I gave, but can, can you tell me a little bit about... Um, just your your passion for Portland. You've lived in Oregon for quite some time. You're one of the few natural Portland Oregonians that I know. <laughs> um, there's a lot of transplants here, but what 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 makes you so passionate about your call to be here in in Portland? If yeah. that makes sense. Well, and I have to admit that I am a transplant too. Oh, yes. I am. I'm just really happy that you think that I'm not. Well, you've lived here for so long <laughs> that yeah, I think that you're just, not. And I, I feel like I am an Oregonian, a true yeah. Oregonian. So I came here when I was 22 years old, fresh out of college and just finding my way to the West and, and trying to see what what was going to happen next in my life. And I came to, I was actually on my way to California because, you know, California is the place you want to go. Right. (laughs) And I, I had never been to Oregon before. I had a friend in Eugene. I thought I'd just stop by. And as soon as I got to Portland, I just fell in love with Mm. the city, just the beauty, the, um, the culture. And this is back in the late eighties. So you know, I'm saying the culture and people are thinking like the everything that tourists are attracted to now, yeah. but this was not that yeah. then. And I, I don't know what it was. I just felt like it was home as mm. soon as I got here. And I, I fell in love with the city. And I, I remember in those days, I uh, well, I, I ended up, I started a ministry to homeless kids. Mm. So downtown, there was not a lot going on in the city in those days. There um, it wasn't really a place that people wanted to be. And there were over a thousand street kids living oh. on, or a thousand kids living on the streets of Portland. And it just broke my heart. I had always had a heart to work with kids living on the streets and here they were right, mm. right in front of me. And so I started a ministry with them and just became a part of their family. Yeah, And really, um, I think through that, I fell in love with the city and the things that the Lord began to show us as we were working with the kids about the city. And, you know, it it kind of sounds opposite of what would attract you somewhere, but just the brokenness and, yeah, the pain and yet all of the potential, you know, mm. being able to see the opposite of what was there that was currently existing mm-hmm. and and just beginning to get a glimpse of what could be in this place, I think that's what really made me fall in love with the city is being able to see and dream about, but what is God's heart for restoration? What is God's heart for reformation? What is God's heart for transformation? And what would that look like? And, and grabbing a hold, being able to begin to grab a hold of what those promises and, and dreams might become um, just really rooted me and grounded me here in a way that 
I, I don't think that I'll ever leave Portland, yeah. even though I go to a lot of different places. I'm really rooted and established and committed to the land here mm. to be able to see all that God desires in my lifetime and beyond. I love that that answer, Renee. It actually puts some words to kind of uh, describe why I feel passionate and love Portland. I was just talking to a friend yesterday about how much I love Portland. And one of the things came up was just seeing the potential of just what the city could be and the potential for what the church could even be Mm -hmm. here in shedding light to, to the city, which I think prayer also has the ability to illuminate the potential of the city to, to us. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, you know, when we come into, and we may get into this a little bit further down in the conversation, but I think when we, yeah, when we really get into that place of prayer, we are no longer just trying to do good things, but Mm -hmm. we're really trying to say, like, where is God at work Mm -hmm. and what is he doing and how can we partner with him? Mm -hmm. And so when we pray something like, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, we have to begin to think, what does that mean for my city? What does Mm -hmm. that mean for my neighborhood? What does that mean for my family? You know, what does that mean for my workplace or the school where my kids go every day? What does that actually look like? And I think that when we talk about the word shalom, I think that's the kingdom expressed on earth as it is in heaven and finding our way to a place where all people can flourish and those barriers are broken down so that so that people can really encounter the mm-hmm. presence of God and have access to the Father. And right now there's there's so many barriers up that yeah, I think prayer just takes us to a place where where we begin to see how do we how do we actually become a part of seeing his kingdom come on earth. Yeah. What are some of those barriers? Yeah, I think well, there's all kinds of, of barriers mm-hmm. that keep people from from God. Yeah. You know, there's maybe it's just the brokenness, you yeah. know, that we feel, the disappointment, lack of understanding of of who we are, mm-hmm. you know, our own identity. Um, maybe for some people it's the political division sure. that we see or, you know, all of the issues that seem overwhelming and too big for us yeah. to to be able to address whether that's homelessness or sex trafficking or foster care or, you know, there's so many crises that, that we face just as individuals or on a whole community level. And I think there's so many ways that, that people are held back from really walking into the fullness of their own potential. It's just, yeah, there's the macro level and there's the micro level. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's yeah. too many there's some, yeah. too many things to list. But, but when we begin to dream about what would it look like for all people to flourish, we have to stop trying to make a name for ourselves mm. or reach our own agenda mm-hmm. alone. You know, it puts us more in out of, it takes us out of that individualistic mindset and orients us to community Mm -hmm. so that it's more important to me that you do well, that your life is going well, that you are flourishing, that you're reaching your full potential. It's more important to me that that's happening than that I'm reaching my own potential, you know? And, and that, yeah, it just, it switches our, our perspective and the way that we live. And I think that's, yeah, being able to shift in some of those ways yeah, is then when we see the mercy and the justice and the compassion beginning to pour out um, and helping to solve problems and, yeah, help people find a way yeah. in this crazy, you know, humanity yeah. that we experience. That's that's really good. I, I, when you when you say that, I, I think of, you know, the scripture that, that talks about in Philippians just how how Christ always puts the interests of others above himself mm-hmm. and how we're called to do the same thing as yeah. we're called to serve 
others and to lead others. And I feel like what some of what you're saying kind of flows into just just this question because I, I heard it in the way that you were you were answering that. But how has prayer changed the way you lead? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I think I spend more time really looking for where I see God at work mm. and trying to determine what his plans are so that I can join him in those plans again, just rather than creating my own mm-hmm. ideas or my own agendas or my own plans and strategies and asking God to bless them. Mm-hmm. I want to I I really believe that he created us to be in partnership with him. Yeah. And that's part of, you know, part of the idea of agreement, you know, like mm. when it says we're two or more agree, mm-hmm. then it shall be done. I don't think that's some magical, you know, tool that we use to to get what we want, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Ashley, will you agree with yeah. me that I can get a new car? Yeah. You know, no, like. <laughs> absolutely not. But I think uh, the first place of agreement has to be with the father. You yeah. know, that has to be when we can agree about what we're hearing from the spirit and what we believe his plans and his strategies are, the things that he desires, the things that he sees that are good, that's when we see the answers because we come into agreement with what he is already doing and what he wants to see happen um, in the earth. And so I think in terms of my, my leadership, when I lead people, I'm always trying to see who they are through God's eyes and what mm-hmm. the potential is for them, what the promises of God are over their lives. Mm. And I think it's helped me, you know, just to let go of a lot of the pressure of trying to get it all right or, you know, to yeah. achieve some kind of platform or have a reputation or a name or something like that. You know, I think it's, I just want to be able to be led by the Spirit myself. And be able to speak over other people what I'm hearing from the Lord. Yeah. So I don't know if that that makes sense in answer to the question. No, (laughs) it's it's good. I think prayer is sometimes this, um, which is one of the reasons I I wanted to have a conversation about it is because I I I respect your view of prayer and and how you seek the Lord in prayer as I've gotten to know you, but I also feel like prayer is, um, what's the word? It's some mystical thing. I, I think sometimes we, as, as a church, we overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we, maybe we simplify it too much to the point of like, we don't pray big, bold mm-hmm. prayers. And yeah. then, you know, sometimes you have people who are like, well, I don't, pray out loud because I don't pray as good as this person or that person or, you know, and so I really want to help people to, to realize prayer is for everybody, right? Prayer is something everybody can do. It's something that as Jesus followers, like the Bible tells us that we should be doing. It's important to our faith and how we have a relationship with Jesus. And even for people who, don't believe in Jesus, they pray. They may not know or use that language, but they are people of prayer. And so it's, for me, prayer is one of these things that just entwines us to, to Jesus, our creator. Whether we know it or not, our bodies are wired to pray. And so I just think prayer is so interesting. And, and with that, like, you know, we talk about, we've referred to prayer in some Christian contexts as a discipline. And I think that scares people when we talk about prayer as a discipline, even though it doesn't mean it's not true. We do have to be disciplined in prayer. But how do you, how would you say that we can like build the habit of prayer? Yeah, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Because I think we the way that we have talked about it as a discipline, sometimes it becomes, we think of it as like a skill that we have Mm, to perfect. That's true, yeah. But really, I think what we have to remember is that prayer is our relationship Mm -hmm. with God. 
Mm-hmm. Like we can't, we can't have a relationship with him without prayer. We can learn right. all about him. We can believe in him. We can talk about him. We can do things that we say are for him. Yeah. But we can't actually have a relationship with him if we never talk to him and if we never listen to him. Yeah. And so I think that's really just the beginning point and mm-hmm. where our passion for prayer and our understanding of prayer and our desire to pray yeah. has to come from is that place of of relationship. I was thinking about, you know, this morning actually I was thinking about about this and you know, when, when we get together, I say, Hey, Ashley, how's it going? Yeah. You know, what have you been up to lately? Yeah. I mean, what if we all just got up in the morning and said, <laughs> Hey Lord, how mm. are you doing today? Like, yeah. what have you been up to lately? Yeah. Like imagine the things like, what would God say yeah. if you asked him, what have you been up to lately? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there would be some stories. Isn't that, isn't that so interesting? I, I do think that maybe, and even I'm talking about my own life now, it's like where I think like in order to go to prayer, I have to have some type of profound thing yeah. to pray about or a, a big request to pray about or someone else needs me to pray for them. But it's never just one of those things like, Hey God, what are you up to? <laughs> what are you what are you what are you up to? Like yeah. what do you have what do you have to say to me today? Yeah. Through yeah. your word or through somebody else? Like mm-hmm. if only we could stop thinking about it as this complicated thing. I'm so glad you said that. Because mm-hmm. even for me, that was like, oh, huh. I probably pray a lot more if it was just that. Yeah. And not like, oh well. I got to pray for something really deep and intense yeah. right now. Well, and I think the really deep and intense things will come if we start 100%, there, right? Yeah. Because he starts telling you what he's up to and you're yeah. like, Ooh. oh man, <laughs> let me join in with that one. You know, like, I mean, the yeah. big dreams, but also the things that grieve his heart, you know, yeah. like I think that will lead us into prayer in a whole different way. Yeah. You know, and we'll begin to see our city in a different way. Yeah. We'll begin to see people around us in a different way. Yeah. You know, I I am one of those people who I usually get really annoyed by people. Like people just annoy me. <laughs> hey, I'm the same way. So this is, love, this is like keeping it real. We love, love them. But yes, we can be annoying. People yeah, are annoying. People this are annoying, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, so that's me just in my whole humanity, right? And um, But when I'm in in that place of continual conversation with the Lord, the love that I have for people mm. is overwhelming because I see them in a whole different way. You know, mm. I see all of the potential. I see all of the worth. I see all of the value. I see all of the promise that God has over them. And and then I can enter into a whole different kind of interaction, yeah. right? So the prayer my conversation, my relationship with God, it transforms my own heart and my own perspective to then be able to enter in and engage in the world in a whole different way than I would if it if it were just me. Yeah. You know, and it changes my prayer life too because I again, you know, I'm praying into the things that I believe are his heart mm-hmm. for people rather than just like my agenda of how I would like that person to change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that, that goes back to what you were saying earlier, just about like praying in agreement with him. Mm-hmm. Like when you're having that kind of relationship, the Lord is showing you through his spirit of how to pray and what to pray for. Yeah. And you are praying in agreement right. with an alignment with, with his direction and, and his will, which is, yeah, how we should pray. And that's way less daunting than feeling like you've got to muster up the right prayers yeah. to pray on your own. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And mm. the more we the more we engage in that kind of prayer, then the more comfortable we become in every situation of prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Because I I think of myself in the kitchen like I'm not a good cook. 
I can cook a few things, but if I'm going to cook those things for you, you had better not be in the kitchen when I'm <laughs> cooking them. Makes you nervous. You know, it makes me very nervous because I'm just sure someone's going to judge me. Yeah. And tell me, you know, like that is way too much butter on that mm-hmm. salmon, Renee. It's never, what are you it's never too much butter. That. Okay, you can be in my kitchen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But but I think, you know, and I think like you said earlier, sometimes, you know, we're afraid to pray in a group because we think we're not going to do it right, right? But if I were a good cook in my kitchen Mm. and it was something that I was doing all of the time Mm. and I became very familiar with it and it was natural for me, then I don't think I would care if you were standing in my kitchen with me, right? So the more that we engage mm. in our own personal prayer life and just become comfortable speaking to and listening to the Father, yeah, the Spirit, you know, the triune God, yeah, I think the more comfortable we are in every situation then of prayer. So how would you say again? I keep I keep throwing random questions at, at <laughs> Renee. She told me not to do this, but I, I keep <laughs> I keep doing it. But the conversation is is gearing this way of how can people practice prayer other than just doing it? I mean, <laughs> just talk to the Lord. But what yeah. is something like practically that you could tell people who are like, well, I want to. I want to get more into prayer. I want to mm-hmm. sharpen my prayer life. How do I, how do I do this? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there's lots of different ways to, to help get into the habit. I guess that's mm-hmm. why we yeah, call yeah. it a discipline, yeah. right? Is yeah. that it takes some time for it to become comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we want it to be a very natural thing that happens mm-hmm. all throughout the day. But there are some ways that I think people can just start. One is I have a a friend that works with us in Prayer PDX, Mark Jones. He he always talks about the first 15 minutes of the day, Mm. you know, and if you could just, before you do anything else, just spend 15 minutes just sitting and listening. Just get up and just sit down and, you know, put on a timer if you want and just say, Lord, what do you have to say today? Mm. You know, and just practice listening because I think that's one aspect of prayer that that we forget. You know, yeah. like we can make a list and we can pray for every person on that list or everything on that list, but we forget to take the time to listen. Mm. I think that's one thing. I think there are, um, another thing that I love is praying scripture. There are so many prayers in the Bible and in the New Testament in particular, it's filled with different prayers. I call them, well, a guy named Mike Bickle who started the International House of Prayer has kind of coined the term apostolic prayers. But these are the prayers that that the apostles prayed um, and you can find them throughout the New Testament. And it's a place where you can easily come into agreement as you pray these prayers and begin to Think about how does this prayer apply to my own life or to my family or to my friends or to my church or to my city and just begin to pray that prayer into whatever situation you're you're asking for. Mm. It's It's a great way to learn how to pray. The prayers that were written in the Bible are there for a reason, you know, for us to begin to learn. And then there's some great resources out there. 24-7 Prayer has a um, an app that's really popular right now called Lectio 365. I use it and I love it. Do you use it morning and night? Mostly in the morning. Yeah. But sometimes at night, but never twice in the same day. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're honest. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. So Lectio, for people who haven't heard that word, it's L-E-C-T-I-O. So Lectio 365. And it's just, it goes through in the morning, it goes through a format that we call Lectio Divina, an ancient way of praying through scripture mm-hmm. and and just really being able to sit in a passage and both pray and listen mm-hmm. and that app it it guides you through prayer and so you're you're learning how to pray as someone else is helping to guide you to pray yeah. 
And in the evening, it's the prayer of examine, Mm -hmm. which is a great uh, form of just evaluating with the Lord, like, how has my day gone? Mm -hmm. What went well? What didn't go so well? What do I need to lay down and let go of? Where do I need to ask for forgiveness? You know, just a, a series of different questions and um, so that's, you know, finding resources like that, I think can be really helpful too, to help teach us how to pray when we maybe are at a little bit of a loss of yeah. how to go about doing it. Yeah, those yeah. are those are awesome, awesome resources, Renee. So thank you for those. And I, I will say that the prayer app, I found at the beginning of this year, I can't, I'm not quite sure how I stumbled up on it, but it has been really helpful for me. I think for people who, um, you know, sometimes we put all these time constraints on ourselves and then the world puts time constraints on us as well. The thing I like about the 24-7 prayer app is that it does not take a lot of time. Right. Um, And so for me, it, takes away my excuse Mm. i'm like well i can't do it because i need at least 45 minutes to an hour to sit with the lord this is no this is a profound amount of time and i feel like thought and relationship happens within eight to ten minutes yeah with with this app yeah which i think is beautiful you have time to do this. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we just came out with another app called Lectio for Families. Mm. And it's the same idea, but it's even shorter. Wow. And it's it's got times in there that you can pause so that you can go through this with your children. That's so cool. So it's geared towards families to really be able to enter into the space together. So I yeah. think just even as you were talking about time, that's, you know, I, I know for parents with small yeah. children, yeah. that's, you know, time is precious and it, it's hard to find the time. Just two other quick thoughts, just as you were talking about time. I have a friend who he says, I can't pray for an hour in the day, but I can pray every hour. So Mm. he literally sets his watch to go off at the top of every hour. And no matter what he's doing, even if he's in the middle of a business meeting, Mm. he will stop and pray Maybe it's only 30 seconds. Maybe sometimes he's got 15 minutes, but whatever time he has, he's, he stops, yeah. he pauses and he prays every time that alarm goes off. That's super and cool. And it just keeps him praying throughout the day. And then the other thing that I think is a really great way to pray is prayer walking. Yeah. I love prayer walking. Like I try to get out just for my health. I try to mm-hmm. walk every day mm-hmm. for at least an hour. Yeah. So I know I know some people may not have an hour, but maybe you've got 20 minutes or 30 minutes. You can get out and you can walk your neighborhood or you can leave the building from work at your lunchtime and you yeah. can begin to walk around the area where you work. But prayer walking is so great because you can just walk and pray what you see. Mm. You know, so mm. you, you're walking through a neighborhood and you begin to pray for the families in that neighborhood. You walk past a school and you can begin to pray for the kids that go to mm. that school. You walk past an office building and you can pray for for that business and the people who work there. You know, it's an easy way just to keep your attention mm-hmm. and you don't have to try to think about okay, now what am I going to pray for now? You know, there are just so many things around you that will give you a clue um, to begin to pray. That's really good. We're going to remind you guys of some of these things at at the end end of this for sure. But Renee, for the sake of time, I want to move us on to just a few more uh, questions that I have. And, and one of those is, you know, the last three years, has it been three years? I don't know how long it's been, two and a half years, you know, 2020 with the pandemic, mm-hmm. we had racial in, injustice with the killing of George Floyd and so many other things, Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor. I mean, we had a lot of things that were happening in, in 2020. We also had here in a Portland area, we had wildfires that were happening. The rise in houselessness was happening. I mean, there were so many things and the pandemic, so many deaths because of that. Do I wear my mask to 
church? Do I not wear my mask to church? Some churches were closed. I mean, all the things that have happened has prompted this question in me. And and I have an answer for it, but I, I was curious mm-hmm. to see what you thought. But have you seen um, kind of a revival in people's interest in regards to prayer over the last two and a half to three years? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I really do. I think it's it's been an interesting. I'm like, still, what year is it? Yeah, one hundred percent. Who knows? I'm not even sure know. what time what time yeah. frame we're yeah. in now. Um, it's all blended together. But I, I think the last two to three years, it's it's really grabbed our attention about what matters. Mm. You know, and for a lot of people, I think a lot of people are are just. I don't know how better to say it than we're just looking for authenticity, you know, yeah. and what's yeah. real. And we don't really want to play games anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like enough is enough. Yeah. And so I think when when COVID hit, mm. it took us into a place of stillness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, literally. Stillness. You know? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, literal stillness. Yeah, I still wake up and I think, okay, what clothes can I wear that feel the most like pajamas? Yeah, you yeah, because know? <laughs> like, yeah. I kind of got used to that. But yeah, so it was everything slowed down and we were like in a time mm-hmm. warp and and from that point on, then you know we experienced so much loss, so much grief, so much unrest, so much division, just all the things that you were talking about that I think each piece that we walked through in the last few years has taught us another aspect, not just about seeking God or who God is, but really about prayer. Yeah. You know, because prayer begins with the stillness, like we were talking about, Mm. to be able to just, Mm -hmm. to stop, to cease striving, to know that he is God, Mm -hmm. to learn how to trust him again, to open ourselves up to be able to listen and to see what what he has to say about the situation and and to live in the mystery of the unknown when you know when we can't figure it all yeah. out to be able to say okay but his presence is with me and that's yeah. enough like right now that has to literally be enough for me just to yeah. know that his presence is with me and then when george floyd was killed we we entered into a whole another season of not just listening to God, but like, are we actually listening to one another? Mm-hmm. Like, are we actually hearing the stories? Are we actually trying to understand how other people experience life? Like mm-hmm. maybe it's not just the way that we see it. Mm-hmm. And as we begin to listen to the stories, then we've been learning how to actually grieve with people to lament to be willing not to just push pain away Mm -hmm. you know to kind of deny it or or to not want to deal with it like we've entered into a season where i think as the church we're learning how to actually learn how to embrace the painful things and to figure out how do we need to walk through this so that we can get to another side of it and and that, I think all of that speaks into prayer as well. You know, like how do we sit in this space together with God and just hold one mm-hmm. another? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that's just leading us into a whole new realm of, of yeah. our prayer life as well. And then I think as we're coming out of COVID, we're trying to grapple with, so now how do we live? Like we cannot go back to the right. way it was. Right. You know, we've been Please through something. Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been yeah. through something. Yeah. You know, and how how is that something impacting us and affecting us and changing us and transforming us yeah. for the good? And how do we then live out these prayers? How do yeah. we allow the prayer to transform us and change us and move us into a different type of action? Yeah. I think that's where we are now is trying to figure out, okay, what does that, what does that mean for us as the church? And how do we actually, when it says to live by the spirit, like, what does that mean? And how do we live authentically and like not over spiritualize everything so that we deny, you know, that certain things exist, but how do we embrace our humanity fully 
And how do we embrace our spiritual being fully and integrate those two together? We have to become dependent upon this this connection to the Father, you know, and to Jesus, to the the Holy Spirit. We have to know what that means. And so, again, it just draws us back to that place of prayer. We have to learn how to let the prayer propel us forward. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, you said so many good good things in there and two things that stood out to me as you were talking was just just that authenticity that people seeking that that authenticity and i think prayer is probably one of the few places where you can actually be your authentic your most truest self and receive no judgment which is just it's just a beautiful thing so even if if someone is listening and they feel like oh well i i can't pray i can't go to the lord let that move you let that encourage you that if you're feeling like you can't be known or or whatever that is that's holding you back prayer is that one place where you can just be 100 percent totally you without any judgment with with the lord um which to me is just a beautiful thing and the other thing that that came up when you were chatting was just was just the thought of like i think that a big part of prayer is you talked about lament which when you are lamenting and you are grieving i mean you are praying there there's a part that you're pouring out your heart and your soul to the lord and that's a big part of prayer but also the part of prayer that when we think about the pandemic and we think about all the things that have happened i think a big part of prayer is memorialize memorializing those big events and then remembering what god has done through them in the act of prayer so for for example which i think american culture has a hard time with this especially when it comes to atrocities you know we mm-hmm. think about these hard things and we're like i just want to move past that we don't yeah. need to remit let's just be be done we're over it we don't need to talk about it anymore but i think about even in my own life it's one of the reasons i journal I think about the history of my life, you know, losses, uh, when I was hurting, when I was struggling to have things provided for me, and then I see God doing something. So to recall those things that have happened, bad or good or whatever, into prayer as a thing of like, okay, Lord, I remember you did this. This reminds me of your character. I'm thankful that you did that then, I'm trusting that you will do it again and even more. So even the act of just memorialization in prayer, creating those memorial stones is a big part of just our prayer lives. Yeah. I think that's really, that's really good. Ashley. I love that. I, I think, you know, we don't know the whole story, Mm -hmm. you know, like I think that's the thing is that, we trust in one who does. Mm-hmm. We trust in one who knows the whole story from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. He knows all of the pieces. And and it's only when we, I think, sometimes look back yeah, that we see the transformation that did take place or the healing that took place or the impossible situation that we thought we would never get through that we actually got through, mm-hmm. you know, and we can be grateful and we can remember and it, it builds our faith. It yeah. builds our courage. It builds our tenacity and our perseverance to keep moving forward with him. When we do take those moments yeah. and have those memorial mm-hmm. stones. Yeah. That's, that's so good. Well, for the sake of time, gosh, I feel like I, we could talk about a million other things but for the sake of time i'm gonna say thank you so much renee and i hope that you can join us again to talk about to talk about prayer i think this is a thing that i do feel like there has been a revival of interest in prayer and people want to 
get involved in doing it more, particularly younger younger folks. Actually, I think there has been a, a spark and desire of revival of prayer in them, yeah. especially during during this time. And so, just thank you for showing for sharing with your your wisdom and your insight with us about prayer, and for making us laugh, and for having such great stories. We really appreciate having you with us. Thank you all for listening. As always, like we want to send you off with just a way to apply some things that you've heard. And you heard Renee mention. Um, three things that could help you get started with just prayer, whether you feel like, you know, your prayer life has been lacking or whether you're a new believer and maybe you don't understand prayer. Maybe you're not even a believer yet and you're listening. Um, There's three things that you can partake in. And I would challenge you to pick um, one of these things to practice this week, or maybe two of these things to practice this week. Or maybe if you um, want to go above and beyond, do all three, that would be great. And those things are, you know, to practice sitting with the Lord and listening for 15 minutes, Renee mentioned, particularly before your day gets started, to sit down and to listen with the Lord. Maybe grab a cup of coffee, grab a, a tea and and practice that. And the, the second thing was just the prayer of scripture. Grab your Bible and just pray. Uh, you can pray a Psalm. You can pray something out of the New Testament. You can pray the Lord's prayer. I mean, whatever that is, praying scripture is also really helpful, especially if you don't have the words yourself to pray. And then the 24-7 prayer app. Download that app. Um, This is probably the easier out of all of them. You can just download that app and they have guided prayers, guided times for you. They're like eight to 10 minutes long. Doesn't take long. They have one in the morning and one in the evening, just so you can start practicing prayer and connecting with Jesus. Um, It is important talking to someone, talking to the Father. Um, You cannot have a relationship with someone who you are not talking to. Um, And that's true for our relationship with Jesus. So um, thank you guys so much for you guys and girls. I keep saying you guys, but thank you all for listening. You can tune in um, to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're so glad that you were with us. Um, If you want to check out more about Joy of It, you can go to joyofit.org or frenzy.org to know more about our um, frenzy curriculum we are grateful to have you with us we look forward to having you again have a great evening morning night wherever you are we'll talk to you soon thank you so much connie for joining us for our podcast thank you all for listening remember you can find the talk podcast wherever you listen to your podcast whether it be on apple spotify amazon will be there and check out our websites www.joyofit.org and www.frenzy.co if you want more information on what we are doing. Thanks again, and we hope you'll join us for another episode of The Talk.